Hello and welcome to the Identity Podcast brought to you by Find Your ID NYC. I'm your co-host Caleb along with my fellow and lovely co-host Tyreek. How are you doing Tyreek? I'm lovely today. Feeling amazing. <laughs> Extra lovely. <laughs> <How are> you? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that I always say lovely when I introduce you? I, this is the first day. This is the first day I realized it. <laughs> really? I always say fellow and lovely co-host. And you know why? I got it. But go, yeah, tell me. Tell me yeah. why. Yeah. Tell me you know why? I say that because I, I tend to use certain words with different people. And it's usually, I love adverbs. I have a very bad um, thing with writing a lot of adverbs in my writing. Not a good thing, by the way. Um, <laughs> and so I love adverbs. And I think, I think there are so many adverbs or adjectives that can describe people. Um, like for me, I think zany works very well. But I think <laughs> for me, I think lovely works perfectly for you. Oh, thanks, man. Well, you're my zany, lovely friend as well. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Tyreek. Well, we have our awesome guest today. <laughs> We've been doing this for some time. So, welcome to episode 17. If you haven't heard Caleb's lovelies and Hawaiian Chill. shirts along the way, <laughs> you have been missing out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're here. We're talking about religious awakening. With you want to introduce yourselves, or sure. So my name is Mehdi Isa, and my name is Bobina. We're part of the Medina, Medina TV. TV. <laughs> say it again, say it again. Yeah, well, you combine our names and you get Medina TV. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, see. I don't know. The TV is just kind of random. Let's do it on. <laughs> great. I think it's genius. A great idea. Yeah. It's super awesome. Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad to have you guys on the show. Uh, I'm sure Caleb as well. I'm sure he's working on some stuff right now. But um, there it is. Our TikTokers of the day, Medina TV. Definitely go check them out on TikTok. Mm -hmm. We definitely will be talking about some of that stuff a little later. Um, I guess we'll jump, jump right into it. We were kind of talking a little bit backstage. So we're all best friends. <laughs> so what's my favorite color? No, you don't know. Okay. Uh <laughs> Well, before before we kick off real oh, quick, Tyreek, oh, I would oh, like to say, don't forget to like us on Facebook at Find Your ID NYC. Like us on Instagram by the same name, or follow us, I should say. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page at The X Shows. And check out the podcast, the Identity Podcast, that is on the Anchor Podcast app, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast app out there, we're on it. We're on it. <laughs> I tried to catch it this time. Oh, man. So, yeah. Also, shout out to that. Shout out to all our subscribers and everyone that's been kind of sticking with us, man. I mean, definitely send us any comments, any new things that you want us to tell, you know, talk about new topics. We're pretty much booked for this month coming up. So that's pretty yeah. nice. So definitely tune in next next Wednesday and, you know, all the good stuff. So, yeah. So um, I'm I'm still very concerned about you not knowing my favorite color, guys. Like, we had this whole conversation earlier. I don't like, think I know you're going crazy. <laughs> I don't, you, you don't know my favorite color either, bro. Which is? Is it red? No, it's not red. Cyan. <laughs> it's cyan. It's cyan, right? Not the right blue, but the other blue. No. Um, <laughs> just a little jokes, guys. Um, so what... What would you consider, because I don't know if, if Caleb has a question, but I want to do one big overarching one. Go ahead. How has your identity changed since before you met each other? And how has it changed during? And how has it changed now at this like more, now that you're like completely synergetic? So these are different points I was going to get to. 
These are just straight topic. We can go back into your names too, because like that's some cool stuff. Everybody, by the way. So I can go first because uh, mainly, like, I think a lot has changed from when I met you to now. Because sure. <laughs> when I met him, when I met my husband, I had no idea that I would marry him, like, ever in a million years. Um, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's true love, though. Humble love, for sure. It was in a completely different track. I was literally just trying to focus on my studies and I kept getting a message from this person who kept like trying to make me edit his stuff. And I was like the type of person that would avoid uh, basically interacting with anyone because I was very, very antisocial. I know it seems like a lot of people tell me it's really weird when I tell them this, but I was very antisocial and wow. he just kept messaging me. And I guess at that point, even just at that point, my identity changed. He, he turned me into an extrovert. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> after, after I started talking to him, I started talking to other people in the class too. Because he kind of opened that door for me uh, in a way where I was like, if I can talk to him, I can talk to everyone, you know? But in the earlier stages, we were talking a lot online. So yeah, it was, it was, like, it was really all talk much in person. He didn't even know who I was in class. For like three months. Yeah. I kept my identity. Hidden. <laughs> um, and then like, once I became like a little bit more extroverted, um, like we got to know one another a bit more. We, uh, well, I kind of grew feelings for him. And eventually it made me start like questioning where I have to be at this stage of my life, whether I mm. want to be with him or whether I choose my religion over our relationship. And wow. uh, kind of had to make that very, very clear, um, like the year we actually got married. And that kind of grew me in my identity as a Muslim even more because I realized that, you know, to me, my spirituality is at a very, very high place. So like, I don't think I can compromise in that. I can be patient and wait because as Muslims, we believe in the hereafter and I can wait. But yeah, that like my identity really came through at that point and then now that we're married i guess i have a completely different identity now because i don't identify with my culture anymore <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get into of course yeah yeah like the extent i um, actually had for my culture i don't identify with that at this point it's more of a mishmash between my culture and his so mm. I'm always trying to learn like different things every day it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> My journey was, I think it was, it was quite different, but there was some overlap for sure. So I grew up, you know, I was Catholic, right? And then I went to Catholic elementary school, Catholic high school, Catholic church and everything. And I came from a background of actually not liking Muslims. I used to follow mm. up with the stereotypes, like everything that you hear on the TV, like 9-11, everything. That's what I used to kind of like, I didn't know any Muslims in the small town I lived in. But things changed quite a bit when I went to university because it, although it was only 10 minutes away from where I live, there was a lot of Muslims. And Toronto area is very multicultural. So then we ended up meeting at some point. And then after I met more Muslim people, that's ultimately what triggered me to start thinking, okay, maybe these people aren't really what like I've been told by media or by my family. Mm -hmm. I used to see like, my family, if we would drive by, I would see women covering their face and they used to like mock this and be like these women are uneducated they're probably wow. 
cover their face. That's where I came from. Like, like wow. I hated Muslims. So then I met them and I realized these people are such amazing people. And our relationship was solely work-based. So when she mentioned that we like got to know each other, it was only through work because Islamically, men and women aren't supposed to interact like as friends, right? So then right. after getting to know her and seeing her character, how generous, how giving she was, it's ultimately her character that inspired me to want to take interest in Islam. And when I was living at home with my parents, like I, I always, she would like, I, she would ask me questions about my faith and I wouldn't be able to answer them. And I tried to kind of like shoo it away. Like, I don't want to learn about Islam because God forbid, if I end up liking this faith and I live with my family, they're not going to accept it. Wow. So was, I ended up going away for university and then I ended up starting to do more research on Islam. And then after a few months of reading, because I had already studied some Islam in like uh, university, but there were some questions I still had that I wanted answers to. And then after I got those answers, I started to gradually implement it into my life. I started eating a lot of food. I started learning about the prayers because I'm mm -hmm. to a point where like in our relationship where we realized we had feelings for each other, but there was like a religion that was like in between us. And I said to her, I'll never convert for you. I don't even like this religion. This There's no way, but because I'm not living with my family, let me give this a shot. Let me actually research and see what this is about. Cause you took the time to learn about Christianity. Yeah. Let me take the time to learn about Islam. And as I practiced more and more, got more immersed in it. I was like, wow, I'm completely wrong about this. And yeah. that's what caused me ultimately, um, to take that next step to convert and then islamically like because like we were both done working together i did end up proposing to her a little while after and then alhamdulillah we got married that same, <laughs> the same so year. it's actually really funny because a year like literally a year before he converted literally like it was the same month too um he told me he was never going to convert to islam and I actually like believed. I was like, okay, if that's what you say, I never. Wow. That's why when I say that I never thought he would ever convert, I was being real. Yeah. So then I ended up. <laughs> it was a surprise for me. For sure, wow. I had no idea for either. And then I ended up having like I told people around me, but then I got to a point like I had to tell my family that I converted, and they ended up not being accepting of my decision or of my wife. Uh, us getting married so for the past two years i've been trying to stay in touch with them but they basically cut off contact wow. essentially the only family i've had is her and her family so that's wow. been definitely challenging I've, i'm just trying to be patient and respectful to my parents and i hope they come around at some point but i guess in terms of my identity i feel like it's, it's changed because i have also like i don't i want to identify with my family but as a Muslim, I feel like my identity is not accepted by my family. Mm. And going into uh, marriage with Mubina, I've gone into not only like a new religion, but also a, a new culture because her family mm. is from that. And I've kind of had to do a lot of adjusting and learning about their culture, which is quite different from where I'm from. Yeah, more, more on my side than his, because his family isn't really in the picture at this point. Yeah. <laughs> or right. Right. right now. But like, hopefully, like if they ever do um, like decide to you know, be a part of our life again, I will learn more about their culture through yeah. that because mm -hmm. right now I'm getting no exposure except for my husband. <laughs> Literally the only representation of my <laughs> And how have you been representing it? I mean... <laughs> <laughs>
he's acting more like us so like it's basically the same thing as what we already do right there are certain things that are different but there's not like an extreme shock for me because my dad's family is actually from india and they're not ah. indian. they're not indian they're armenian right. but they lived in india so like their culture is not completely foreign to me mm-hmm. so the thing is like there's also like it's islam as well like getting adjusted to how to behave as a muslim how to treat people is just i'm learning a lot from their family so they set the example for me that's awesome. We had a we had a quick comment that I, I wanted Caleb to throw up real quick. Um, that was just yeah. kind of like praising you guys for like the journey because that was some beautiful love that you guys were just talking about for real, for real. Like very beautiful. Um, we have another. Uh, this might be another um, uh, one of your followers that said alaikum as well. That was mom. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's her mom. Is it? Is okay. Cool. <laughs> So we're we're all here. We're all here for you guys. So um, and we have I a did have a question too. We do have a question. I did. Uh, let's ask a question, and then we'll delve a little bit into what you were saying earlier. Yeah, sure. sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And the and the question kind of goes with what you were talking about. Um, Amani says, "What was the biggest obstacle you both faced in your converting to practice the Islam faith?" Hmm. So like, Mubina is already born into like a Muslim family, so you yeah. didn't necessarily like convert in it at all. It wasn't really, for me, it wasn't a conversion. It was more of a journey because my I don't come from a very religious family. Like, my background isn't very religious. Like, my relatives are not religious. So hmm. all I've learned, everything I've learned in my life was through my mother. And uh, basically, she started practicing Islam, I think, like, in 2005, 2007. That's when she really started researching Islam a bit more. Because, like, growing up, I had no knowledge. All I knew is that <laughs> I'm Muslim and that I'm supposed to pray. That's it. Pray and pray. Right. <laughs> That's all I knew. But then my mom started researching more, and I started learning more about, like, my own faith through her. And I remember I used to dislike the hijab, the head covering, or everything so much when I was a child. Um, it was to the point where I didn't even like wearing it outside at all. Right, right. Because my school was an Islamic school, so the uniform actually had a hijab in it, but I still didn't like it. So when I started researching more, I found out more, and my mom taught me more, I, I started falling in love with my own faith. And that's kind of where my journey began, like to Islam. And I didn't really face many obstacles, but there was criticism that I did face, like from among our own like, family members. But yeah, like eventually they got you know, over it, they understood things more. So yeah, that was part of what happened in my journey. I think like, it's quite different with that. I, like I said, I came from a, a, like a place of like hatred. I don't feel like innately deep down I'm a hateful person, but I basically had to take my beliefs and just get like, wash them out basically and, and, and research and reprogram my way of thinking about everything. Be like, wow, these people are really not like this. And then I became a Muslim. And I, I just, I do feel uh, like in terms of the question was, what's the biggest challenge was had to do with my family. Because, you know, I love my family a lot. I want them to be in my life. But yeah, it's, it's difficult. You know, they're not accepting it. But as Muslim, I believe, you know, Allah is there for me. So no matter what obstacle we face, um, you know, Allah will be there for me, which is God. And uh, I just pray that, you know, my family will come back and, you know, in Islam, we hold a very high regard for parents, so I'm trying to be respectful and patient. With Where's them. the charger? Do you know? Oh. 
Sorry, continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can continue. I didn't either. <laughs> I think once I actually understood everything in Islam, there wasn't a challenge with that itself. Besides learning like prayers, changing my diet. So for example, when I go to the store, I had to look for certain ingredients in food. I couldn't just like, mm -hmm. oh, there's a box of mac and cheese. Just, no more mac and cheese. Some chicken dinner. Like, <laughs> I mean, we can eat mac and cheese, just certain kind of cheese that we're, we have to look out for. So changing the diet like in prayers, um, the way that charity is given, I felt like Islam ultimately gave me a structure in my life and made me a better person that I wasn't able to gain with my uh, previous faith. So, I, yeah, but yeah, to answer the question, the main challenge was definitely my family not being part of this and like, you know, all the messages that we received, like not having them at our wedding. I was the only one on my side at our wedding. It was all her family and it was just me. We were your family too. You are, but like, obviously, you know, you grow up thinking when, you, when you're in getting married that your family never was going to yeah. be there, right? So it was kind of a strange way to approach a wedding, but yeah. <laughs> the work. You all good, Eric? <laughs> Sorry, the, the lights went out. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. My apologies. No worries. No worries. That's, that's beautiful, though. Um, truly, that, that, that is beautiful. Just um, hearing what you, what you said there and to be able to overcome those challenges and everything. That's something that no one wants to go through. And I, I can't even imagine um, how it feels even right now uh, of knowing that your, your family is not in your corner, not there for you. Um, so I, I just want you to know that I really respect you for that. That's, that's very, very incredible, truly. Um, and, and thank you so much for sharing both of you for sharing your stories to us and for the rest of the, the rest of the night, the rest of the show with us. Um, because this is, this is a great show to be able to talk about who we are in such not only deep in depth ways, but also just intimate ways. We have the opportunity to really get to know each other all thanks to technology. <laughs> and um, it's, uh, I, I think, I, I think that question was a great question. And I think the two of you have such a, such an admirable story and really something, I mean, with what you were telling us before the show, what you are doing with TikTok and with Instagram and everything like that's so cool. It's so cool to be able um, to be able to take something that you never thought you would have ever done in a million <laughs> years. And yet here we are. <laughs> and same yeah. with, exactly. Same with Tyreek right. and I doing the same thing. And it, uh, you know, four it's inspiring. People, it really yeah. is. It really is. Exactly. It's awesome. The four of us I mean, doing things that we would have never, never would have thought of. That's amazing. Like, yeah, like you, like you talking or being an extrovert. <laughs> and you seem very comfortable at talking, Mubina, by the way. Exactly. So. <laughs> I became but, uh, a speaker by the end of this in university. <laughs> <laughs> I started going into conferences and stuff, and I'm like, yes, my newfound extrovertism. I can yes. use it. I can talk to people. It was, it was very interesting. I, I still feel like I'm an introvert at heart, though. Hey. That's a good thing. <laughs> At least you know yourself, and I, and I think a lot of times learning how to identify yourself is a, is the best part of this whole process of you know living and dating and loving, and it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, 
I was I was curious. Um, there, you guys kind of like said a, a lot of different things that was was interesting. But I, this question is, uh, I think I think there's one in here. Uh, it says, "How was it growing up Armenian?" This was directly to you. I know it's a weird. That's what someone asked. That wasn't my question, but uh, someone did ask that. Caleb, yeah. do you want to bring it up real quick? Yeah, I'm finding it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. How was it growing up Armenian? Interesting question. So there's a there's a lot of history. Like Armenians, uh, they live all over the world because there was right. a certain event in 1915, the Armenian genocide, where it caused everyone, like with Turkey, the government, there's a whole issue where like Armenians were being killed. A lot of Christians are being killed. And then that caused everyone to kind of spread out around the world. So my family ended up going to India. So my identity as an Armenian, I feel like it, it, it's not, like I wasn't raised as an Armenian per se, right. maybe right. certain values, but that is what played kind of an influence in my family not accepting because there is kind of a distrust with Muslims for some Armenians because of their history with certain Muslim right. countries. So that's why they, my family tries to tell me, you know, you're Armenian, you betrayed us kind of thing. Like, why mm -hmm. would you with the enemies of religion? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're brainwashed into this belief, things like that. So, yeah, that definitely, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. sorry? No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, showing how much strength you've had to say something like that. And, we, you know, if you want to keep talking about that, that's cool, because... I really think that this is a very interesting concept because at the end of the day, you're in love with a Muslim woman, <laughs> you know, like, you know, um, I don't know if that's necessarily a curse or family curse has happened, but it's interesting that, uh, and I didn't do much research, research on that. So I do, you know, say that to any of our audience or whatever, so that he doesn't have to like go through and relive a lot of this trauma. But um, the fact that there was such a diaspora, um, it reminds me a lot of kind of like, you know, the African slave trade and a bunch of other things that are displaced. Um, and I think that it's interesting as your identity as an Armenian that you found a home, yeah, um, uh, or a place of you know worship or a place of something, um, and it may be something that has been generationally that has you know that you were kind of fixing some sort of karmic pattern since you did say something about India, um, sure. but I do think um, there's there's something to it. There's something to the fact that you were able to break past the mold of just hate or or desperation. And kind of like, you know what, this is something that I feel within myself that I need to do. And even your own reservations, like you said, just like, because you didn't really probably worship Catholicism, but it's so ingrained in you to kind of like, all right, this is this is against me. It's like we're almost trained to have our own enemies. So I, I don't know if you've experienced that on your side, Madina, but um, where like we're kind of intrinsically, well, you said your family wasn't as religious, which is kind of a very good thing because it gave you a lot of space to grow. But um just like you're ingrained you're like these are the enemies these are these are our allies and it's just like i don't know if that's true you know what i mean and like you know so and you've, you've come to realize that even your family wasn't able to support you with some parts of this journey though they will and we're definitely holding faith for that allies are going to change their heart you know in whatever capacity it may not necessarily be you know them fully supporting everything but they're going to be there for you you know and i think that's i think that's what matters and i think you deserve that and i love how you've been able to identify yourself amongst this you know, not having a specific place in Armenia or like jumping from India and now you're in Toronto. Like where, where were you originally, by the way? That's what I meant to ask. Where were you before uh, Toronto? Did you go to school? I, I've always, I'm from Canada. So I was born- You're originally from Canada. Okay. My, my father was born in India. My grandfather's from India. My mother's from Portugal. So I'm wow. half Armenian. And yeah, like the, my two countries that I'm from, they're very 
Christian. Armen <laughs> Armenia was the first country to adopt Christianity as a religion. It's a very old country. So they strongly identify with being a Christian. And if you're not Christian, it's kind of like that's tied to being Armenian for a lot of people. So it's like you're I not see. really one of us if you're not from the same faith. So Wow. That's yeah. interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, man. My side, I actually never knew that Armenia was a Christian country. I had no idea either. I honestly I, didn't. I thought it yeah. was a Muslim country. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I when I talked to him, like one of the first times I talked to him, and he told me because his name was Garrett, which is a Christian name. I asked him, like, "Are you Arab?" <laughs> He's he thought like, I looked, "Yeah." And he's like, no, I'm not Arab. I'm from Armenia. I'm like, isn't that an Arab country? Right? No. Don't lie. You don't have to lie to me, man. You don't have to lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> My code name is actually Isa. No. We, we, should, we should actually talk a little bit about that conversion of your name and, and how like, that's a very significant, very outward identity change. And I, I'm sure Caleb, you're kind of tired. Like, that's a, that's a big one. I don't think we've ever seen that level of change. We've seen religion. We've seen people uh, almost change some of their astrological signs. <laughs> I don't know how that works, <laughs> but we've never seen someone directly change their name. Do you want to talk a little bit about that or sure, what yeah. that means a lot to you? Absolutely. So Isa alayhi salam is Jesus, peace be upon him. So when wow. I, was a Christian, I took that because mm -hmm. I love for Jesus, peace be upon him, is the same as it always was. We just, mm -hmm. instead of believing he's a son of God, we believe he's a prophet of God. So I'm like, I need him to be like, I love him. He's part of my, I want him as part of my name. Yeah. He was part of your identity. like too long. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to hint at. You got him, Ravina. Ah, we might need you on the show. <laughs> but precisely, you didn't have to remove part of yourself to gain this new thing. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And I didn't know Muslims love him as much as they do. I was like, you guys probably don't like him or do something. You don't believe in him. But yeah, they love, they love him. So it's like, okay, great. That works for me. And uh, Mehdi means the guided one. And okay. I, I chose that name because I felt like I was guided towards Islam from like, yeah. So I, I wanted to combine those two names because we also believe in like the end time that those two are going to be coming together, together so at the same time. Like, it's kind of like saying that, you know, these names are together and the people with those names are coming together too. So it just, it just worked. <laughs> it's like, I think the Christian, the Christian belief is that Jesus, he's, he's going to come back and to restore order at, at the end yeah. time. We have the same belief. It's just, we also believe uh, Imam Mehdi is also going to come as well. Yeah. At the mm -hmm. same time. So I'm like, I just wanted to have both those names. I like the meaning of it. And Isa Islam is really important to me, meaningful. So I wanted him in my name. But, That's beautiful. <laughs> the struggle I'm facing now is I haven't been able to legally change my name yet. So some people oh, wow. Garrett, some people call me Mehdi, or your family calls me Mehdi, yeah. some people call me Mehdi Isa. Not many people call me Isa, but it's just kind of a struggle when I introduce myself, like, which, so which name do I choose for you, right? I right, right. <laughs> legally, but I haven't been able to do that yet. I That's think the awesome. easiest thing is, like, you can say whatever you want, basically. Whatever's comfortable for people, I don't, I don't care. Mm -hmm. but some people know me as Garrett my whole life, so I'm not just going to be like, Call me Mehdi Isa right now, you know? Right. <laughs> My family calls me Garrett, like it's fine. Right, right. That's so interesting. That's what, um, so so you're saying all this to say that it must be the ending times because both of you together. <laughs> so it's like, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, I think I think I think that's beautiful though because um, I actually have uh, studied a lot of that as well, and in the end in times in Revelation, you know, especially in Christian religion. Yes. Um, 
you'll have one foot in the river and, you know, things will, you know, uh, there'll be a, a mosque right next to a church, right next to a synagogue. And it's it's very interesting. It's kind of like our podcast, right? <laughs> if we go through each- <laughs> it really is. Um, but I do think there, there's a, there, we are embarking on something very new. And I think that um, religion has become less of tradition and more of a choice and more of something that we are, like, are actively, you know, trying to bring it to the world rather than just like this like traditional aspect of this is what needs to be done because it has been done forever. Um, and I do think signaling the ending times does show not necessarily the end of the world, which is kind of what I've always looked at it when I was in Christianity, like fire and brimstone, like all that fun stuff. Um, but more of like um, an ending of some sort of older world, you know, if that makes any sense, you know? And I think that that's why revelation is so prevalent because it's always just like recycling, like no matter how do we get, it may be a thousand years from now before that actually physically happens, but we're seeing these things very directly. And I think, you know, not to push it too much, but like if you have children, eventually they will have both sides and they'll know both religions, even though they were born Muslim and, you know, whatever, but you'll be able to pass on your identity in a very deep way. So I think that's very interesting too. For sure. um, so yeah, you had a lot of support from the family. How was, um, how was meeting the father, brothers, like, what does it mean to be a Muslim man? You know what I mean? That's a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think, yeah, her siblings have been great. Her mom's been fantastic. Her mom was right. very, very supportive, and I needed that. Her mom, if mom's watching, hi, mom. She is. She is. She actually told me, don't worry about the light, and I felt way calmer. So shout out to your mom. <laughs> mom mom's been a fantastic support for me. And your dad was good too. I, your dad needed to warm up. Like it's it's different. So I'm I'm from the, the culture where like we date. Like I I did date before in like relationship. I know like you don't like when I bring that. But anyway, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I come from that background. So then the way to get married in Islam is is quite different. And when I first met your dad, it felt like a formal interview. Because he was asking me like, so who are you? What are you from? Like the first question. Like it was actually like a sit down with everyone in the room, and then it I felt wasn't like, in the room. Well, I was like, inside. Remember? I, I don't remember, but like it was like what it is it's like it was a series of like two or three meetings where I would meet with your dad and your family, and then I was series. Yeah, like every week I would go over there and then just meet with the family, get to know them, and they get to know me. At first, I feel like there was a little bit of skepticism, like, okay, this guy's a new convert. Is he just going to convert back in, like, six months? I know some of your family members were a bit skeptical yeah. of that. They thought, they thought that you'd convert back. And that's fair. I understand that. I did have to, like, you know, show that, like, this is something I actually believe in. It's something mm-hmm. I deal with a lot of people think I converted to be in a relationship. But the difference is, like, she ultimately inspired me, never pushed anything on me. I took that journey on my own, and I came to love the faith myself. But, yeah. Um, after meeting with her family for a few weeks, alhamdulillah, we did uh, gain their approval. Your mom was supportive throughout. Yeah. Like, uh, then we my got... dad said yes. Yeah. Wow. So I got I converted in it was actually Father's Day in that summer, and then we ended up getting married in December of the same year. Yeah. Wow. But the thing is, like everyone that met him in my family, they couldn't say no. He was just so sweet and nice. <laughs> they, were, they were all like, "No, no, no, we can't let this guy go." <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so awesome. So, um, I guess so. Instead of dating, you just you you were comfortable making decisions to go directly to marriage. Was that something that kind of like triggered you at all, or was that you were like all in um, about that? Because I think that's beautiful. I think it's. It's not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I just think it's beautiful to really 
have some sort of long-term goals, but also put spirituality more as the forefront of the relationship rather than um, the two consummating or whatever it may, may be from that point on. So I think that's very interesting. I've heard that in a lot of religions that that's actually what makes marriages last a lot longer, um, having similar ideas and also understanding each other. But I, I actually enjoy, I, I guess my question is kind of going a little sideways, but I actually just wanted to appreciate that at some point when you were dating, you weren't seeing eye to eye religiously or spiritually and how like you were still showing a lot of love amongst that. And I think a lot of people can take a lot of inspiration from that, like that in between time before Mehdi knew what he was doing or he didn't know if he was Garrett or Mehdi today or whatever he wanted to be that day. You know, um, I think it's, it's just beautiful to have that partner there who's still very staunch and knows what they're doing. And I'm sure Caleb can contest this too, um, that knows what they're doing. And then also like allowing their partner to kind of come to whatever needs to be. So setting your boundaries, but also allowing a lot of leeway basically. I think that that's really awesome. I think like one thing I clarify, so it was difficult for us because in Islam we're actually not allowed to date. So after right. after I converted, we have to kind of keep a distance between each other. So we went from talking to work, but then we had to kind of like distance it. Yeah, we weren't even allowed to like talk. Yeah. <laughs> we, wow. like, we would have to have supervision. I always actually had uh, my sister in the same room when I spoke to him. So it was yeah. never like, you know, me just speaking to him without my sister there. So, like, I always had that. It wasn't really dating. And, yeah, he kind of did go from, like, saying he likes me to, like, proposing. But I feel like Interesting. that person. Right. Yeah. Like, when he had, like, past relationships, marriage was, like, the first thing in his mind when he would go into a relationship. I told my, my mother and my sisters when we were in the kitchen what time they like this. Her and I would talk, and then we were talking about work on the phone, but my family was skeptical. They're like, you probably like her, right? <laughs> and I said, "If I'm telling you guys, if she was Christian, I would marry her. But wow. don't worry, we're just working together. I feel like I did develop feelings, but I was kind of pushing them away because we were two different religions. But eventually, after wow. it got to a point, I'm like, I can't take this. We need a direction. Yeah. Right? I, like, like, what's going on? And then I took a whole afternoon to reflect on it. I'm like, you know what? I can't see myself without you. We still had a religious barrier that we had to think about, but I'm like, no, you gave Christianity a chance. Let me give Islam a chance because I never did. Yeah. And then she wow. worked out, and I never thought I told her I wouldn't convert for you, like I said. So. And I think one thing I would really like to mention is the fact. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> where like I was faceless to him. So I, huh. like, he only knew me by personality. Uh, yeah. And I think that's admirable because I don't know if I'd be able to do that, like getting married to a man without <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. And then Maddie, you need to wear hijab one day and just <laughs> see if she still loves you. <laughs> yeah, like, that's I, beautiful, man. I had no idea I was going to marry someone without seeing their face. Yeah. I, I thought I was just going to have a typical like Christian wedding. Family was going to be there, everything. Yeah, I got his expectations very low, though, just to, like, keep him prepared but for anything. I just felt like, with, <laughs> yeah, I felt like with time, I did fall in love with her for who she was. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to, like, Islamically, it's actually encouraged to see the face before marriage because yeah. physical attraction is important and it can influence how you respect the other person. Mm. But I still have a choice if you want to see the face or not. So I decided to show people, you know, I can love a person without seeing them. 
and like I know your family was skeptical. Some of the family members were like, "How can you marry someone with? You must have seen her face at some point." They, I don't know if they fully still believe they, it. They, they, I don't think they fully believe <laughs> it. I haven't seen it, so. Well, you've wow. seen it now, but like, I don't know if they believe they've seen it before. before. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. And, yeah, That's and awesome. what happened was on our, the day we got married, I was pulled into a separate room. I had no idea what was going on. So in this, we, we got married in the, the mosque. Yeah. Men were on one side, women were on the other side. I didn't really right. even see, I was with the men and I didn't even really see her. All of a sudden, I'm taken into a room, and then she comes in with a shawl on her head, and then we're just left alone in the room. So I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? I was so overwhelmed because my family were not there. No one was there on right. my side. And then I'm in a room, and you have a shawl on your face, and no one told me what was going on. So I was just kind of going along with it the whole time. Um, and I'm like, yeah, so what do I do? And I mean, now, like I said, it was a mishmash of cultures because in our culture, like, the man is expected to know these things, but we weren't used to someone like this because um, – an interracial marriage like this has not been ever happened. Like that's never happened in my family. Mm. I'm the first, so yeah, <laughs> we wow. were not used to having someone else. So like we thought he knew what was going on, and when I went in, I was like so confused. Like, didn't anyone tell you what's about to happen? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like when you go into a wedding, like I thought, like I said, going into a Christian wedding, I would know exactly what to expect. Yeah. You go to the church, and there's a reception, everything person goes home with you, whatever. Yeah. With this, I was just kind of going along with it because I was still researching Islam and going along with this. And yeah, <laughs> it was pretty overwhelming, but it was also like a really great experience at the same time. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So when you finally saw her face, what'd you do? You're just like, ah! <laughs> Actually, we, we recorded it, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. My reaction wasn't in the camera, but I think I said something like "wow" or what yeah. did I say? Yeah, you just said "whoa," and like <laughs> when it happened, I was like, "Is this a good whoa or is this a bad?" Right? Whoa? I don't know what that "whoa" means, right? I feel you. I feel you. I was like, That's "Speechless." Deep. I didn't know what to say. Right. <laughs> I can imagine. I guess that um that can kind of segue into now. You're together and you do some fun stuff. So like, how's this TikTok thing been uh, burgeoning, or when did you start that? TikTok experience. So I think we first started YouTube. Yeah, we started YouTube first. YouTube first. Yeah. And then oh, wow. okay. we started uh, TikTok at the end of May. I think that's when we started, like at wow. the end of May or so. And I think ultimately our goal behind all of our social media, because I came from a background, this is only from my perspective, you may have a different one, but I came from a background of hating Islam. But after realizing what it is, and Muslims are like everyone else, everyday people. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. why don't we spread positivity and combat what the media is saying against Islam? Show them what we're really like, or what Muslims are like. Like everyday Muslims, like how we're really like, not what the media shows. And when we get comments on TikTok of people saying, wow, you changed my perspective, those mean so much. It's not about views and likes and anything to us. It's about how are we impacting other people? How are we inspiring other people to see what Muslims are really about? Exactly. Right. Yeah, man. You're bringing the world together with that knowledge. I, I think so. Um, I think that um, the more we start to learn about each other and we kind of get rid of these misconceptions, the easier it's going to be to move forward, you know, upon the same goal, whatever that may Identity. be. Identity. Identity, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we get we get a dollar every time we say identity, so like don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> it's rich. We don't. We don't. We don't. Um, I would be rich. <laughs> I wouldn't so, be on the podcast anymore. That's so awesome. I, I actually was trying to look up. Do you have any um, 
do you have some stuff still on YouTube or something? Because I can I can definitely pull something up really quick. Uh, if any TikTok is you have stuff on YouTube? Okay, I'll bring up I'll bring up something in a second. Um, so I'm curious, how is the how's being in Toronto? Is it very like a different space, like different time? Like I, I don't know, I'm from New York, so I, some people aren't from Canada, you know. So I'm curious to see how what what's the difference? <laughs> I would like to say that from every place that I've traveled. And people think, like back home where I'm from, like in Pakistan, they think that Toronto is very advanced. It's a very advanced city. I think that we're not as advanced as people think we are. <laughs> it's clean. It's good. clean. But <laughs> I've been to like, places like Dubai, and I feel like they're way more advanced. Like they're like next level right now. Even even when I see like different uh, things on TV for Korea, Korea or, yeah. or Japan, they're their so advanced, like their crazy. technology is crazy high. And in Toronto, we're just getting things now that they've already had a few <laughs> years ago in Japan. So, um, I mean, like Toronto, I would just say it's crowded. That's all I would say, crowded and clean. But I think one thing to add is like Toronto is Canada. I guess in Toronto more so, it's like a melting pot. We have other people, converts even around the world asking, how's Toronto, what's it like to live there? It's, I feel like it's very accepting like in terms of Muslims. I feel I like would say that, yeah. if you go outside of Toronto, it can get less accepting, gets a little bit like more iffy, but like generally in the whole GTA Toronto area, greater Toronto area, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty accepting. All different cultures, all different religions, big melting pot over here, so it's good. <laughs> I think in terms of diversity, it's definitely yeah. a very accepting place because I've, I've worked with like, um, I've worked in jobs where I have to travel outside of Toronto. Within Canada, within Ontario, I have to travel outside of Toronto. And the amount of racism I face there versus here is like immense because Toronto is way more accepting because yeah. I think they see people like this more often and then they know what to expect versus yeah. people like in other towns that only have media to rely on as to how they should perceive people like me or just Muslims in general. Yeah, that's awesome. And it goes back to that knowledge thing. I do. I do. The reason why I bring that up is, you know, just, you know, with the mixed, you know, artist Drake <laughs> on the yeah. forefront of everything from Toronto. Yeah. I just know that there is a huge Islamic population, uh, not a huge, but there, there's like different spots there. Um, and there's Caribbean population out there. Yeah. There's a lot of people from all sorts of walks of life that have kind of come together uh, to kind of come to create some sort of peace, um, either from the defectors of you know, civil war that kind of went up there or whatever it may be. Um, but there is, there is a lot more tolerance and I, I just, I wonder um, have you experienced like any other different, you know, sides of that? And you answer very correctly. But I do have your, <laughs> I do have your YouTube video. Um, I think it's the story of your love story. I think. Oh that's yeah, what... that's from our TikTok. Um, yeah. It's so uh, weird to see us. <laughs> I know we we've done this to other people too. Sorry if it's weird. Like <laughs> this is a little closer. Do you want an older one or? Um, I think you got. You got a thousand views on this or something on YouTube? Yeah. So let's, I think you just told us a love story, but I guess we'll get a visual representation really quick. Um, can you hear it, Caleb? We, yep, they asked me and I said, Assalamualaikum everyone and welcome back to Medina TV. Stand by that. Oh, Me too. <laughs> we forget when we post. <laughs> 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 
So in today's video, we're going to be discussing dating. Dating? Dating. Dating? What do you mean dating? Hello, baby. <laughs> so a lot of you have been asking us questions on how in the world we got married when we never dated. Yep. So this video will answer all those questions that you had about how we came together, whether he actually saw me before we got married and whatnot. <laughs> so watch till the end to get all those answers. If you like vlogs, sit down, relationship advice, relationship advice, just subscribe, please. It's right there. And turn your bell notifications on because we post every week. <laughs> so let's get into the video now. He sent me a message on Facebook to edit his essay. And because of that editing, we basically got to know one another because he was just like a different classmate. And I used to work with him in that class and that's how it started so first we worked on that essay and then we worked on two different projects in that same class right and yeah so what happened was in the beginning i asked her to edit my paper mm -hmm. and then we started chatting a little bit gradually more online as we were yeah. talking and it was it was just about work but then i eventually started seeing you more and more in the classroom and then one time I actually asked, can I sit beside you? Yeah. Well, no, you asked me that online. Can, can I sit beside you? But then I was in person too. I don't know about the in-person one, but I know it was asked online and I remember rejecting you. <laughs> so I actually didn't really interact with men at all. And it was funny because we were in the same class the semester after that too. So two of our classes were the exact same after the first class that we ever took together coincidentally <laughs> and he would sit in that class and he would just look at me and I'd be like stop looking at me I don't want to talk to you I don't yeah. want to interact with you no it was real because <laughs> it was, there was real. actually a few times especially in the earlier stages when I did ask you can I sit beside you yeah. and you didn't even talk to me TikTok video that we have it's, it's posted as a short it kind of captures everything I thought that's what this was my apologies. I'm going to find that right now. Yeah. yeah, this one's very long. It's like more than... It's talking like all the details basically said here, but like, yeah. Yeah, I was I was going to fade out, guys. Um, I think it's... I think I saw it. I don't remember where... It's the one with like the one of the most views right now. It should like... Okay, okay. Or something like that. Yeah. I thought that's what I clicked on. We do have um, a quick comment real quick. Yeah. From Facebook, you guys might have unlocked a new realm of YouTube couples. Really? Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's good stuff, right? Exactly. I love that. <laughs> oh, okay. I found it. I found it. Sweet. I thought that's what I clicked on. I guess you. There's a lot of love stories in there. <laughs> your, your love story is iconic. <laughs> so it's like, it's this is going to be good. It's going to be great. I've, I love it. I've definitely been periodically tearing up. So, <laughs> sorry, I skipped a little bit. Can you see it? Here. I think now we can. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope. Just go. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Amani says that was such a cute intro to your love story. Yeah, indeed. I mean, they told it to us directly too, but yeah, for sure. You can tell at least it's genuine that you guys didn't rehearse it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the video.
Angelic voice. First lady say to you, can always see you. You have the treasure I've been waiting for. Do you know? Wow, amazing, amazing. What's this picture? Have you getting your haircut? Oh boy, oh boy. One more, one more. We'll do one more. We'll do one more. And then we'll get back to questions. I love that. This is hilarious. This looks very funny. Yo, you're going to break it. So basically, he went around like. Out around my face? Oh. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, everyone, and welcome back to Medina TV. <laughs> In today's video, we're going to be doing a quarantine haircut. Before we get into the video, please click like, subscribe, and comment down below. You ready? <laughs> she just appears. <laughs> Assalamualaikum, everyone. This anticipation is killing me right now. I gotta a see. Bit of background, I um, actually have been cutting my hair for the last few years. What is this? <laughs> I haven't been to a hair, a hair salon or a hair barber. I just thought it would be cool to try to learn how to cut my hair. And so I'll try to guide you on what you need, what you would need to do. Oh my God, look, I got it to work. You're happy with that. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Please don't cut my hair. Okay. Okay. Please don't cut my hair. Is the guard on? I think it's backwards. Yo, it's on. Yeah, it was backwards. <laughs> this is great. I'm so scared. Is it cutting? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. It sounds like cutting. it is. It's not, it is cutting. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gosh. But I'll let I'll let I'll let them come back and take a look more at your TikTok. But this is this is some good content, so man. Oh, I mean, so good. Oh, I really so funny. <laughs> you'll have to check out their TikTok to see how that haircut went. But wow, you guys are really funny. <laughs> like it's very beautiful. It shows a lot of love. It shows a lot of different aspects. Like I also I think one note that I I'm glad that we showed the video is you actually translate. 
um, some of the subscription stuff as well. You didn't say anything about that, Mavina. I think that's awesome because there are some people that probably that don't speak English that probably even watch you and that really support you. So yeah. you you have such a wide demographic there. You know, uh, I think that's it's a it's really awesome. So you got the love thing going, the interracial thing going, and a whole different language. Like it's like you know, this is so beautiful, and this all started this year, right? Yeah, in May. Wow. So, <laughs> what inspires you to do videos? Like, what makes you um, want to do a video that day? I think like for us, like Lubina's mentioned a few times that like, oh, I want to do, she wanted to do YouTube. Yeah. Like I was in my master's program trying to do that and it was just, we're so busy. But then coronavirus, it's kind of like what you guys mentioned, oh, you, I, but we wouldn't have done this if it wasn't. So the coronavirus basically opened up the door to us. Okay, you know what? Let's just try posting a video. Let's see what happens. And ultimately we wanted to show people that, you know, Muslims are everyday regular people who can have fun. Mm -hmm. Spread positivity and give him right. haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would like actually say it's very admirable that he actually let me cut his hair. Right, right. He actually did a good job with it. It was my first time, but he good. trusted me with that with that tool. What is it called? The hair <laughs> clipper. Yeah. It's Oh my God! See, like I think a lot of our viewers can learn something from you guys. This, the level of trust and love in this relationship oh is amazing. It's really amazing. Um, sorry, I was just gonna say, like our relationship, we actually were kind of we weren't living together at first because we had certain family circumstances. So we got married, and then for a year we actually weren't living together. And then we went on like a honeymoon to Niagara Falls. Yeah, just briefly, just like a little trip because we couldn't really go anywhere at that time. And then right after that coronavirus happened. I know the lockdown happened right, right after, after we moved in together. Wow. We went on a trip wow. really back and then coronavirus. We're really fortunate <laughs> wow. to have been able to go. Yeah, we're really happy we wow. got to experience like normal, like somewhat of a travel. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> we wanted to do a bigger trip than that, but like that's all we could do at that time. Yeah. At least we got that. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, this, this time period has been all about gratefulness, like, you know, and innovation and all types of fun stuff. So I think it's, it's been nice to kind of just be home and connect with family and understand these like much more deeper concepts that, you know, you've been able to reflect. Um, I love the depth of how we were able to really touch on a lot of different topics today um, and connect to a lot of different things. But I also love the, the, um, how light and, 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 and fun that your actual TikTok is. So there's a lot of like deep stuff there and deep seated things there that also is being just opposed with such normal loving behavior. You know what I mean? I think I think that definitely comes across very well. Um, I love the positivity. I'm sure a lot of people are gonna watch now. I'm definitely gonna be subscribed to um, just because it's just great. It's just great positivity. And I think that's what, what matters so much. Um, I guess- uh, More haircuts. More haircuts, right? <laughs> Part two. Part two. <laughs> Holding it right away this time. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, uh, I guess my own, my last thing, um, because we've been kind of like reusing this particular question since we did this. We had a Muslim woman on, and she asked us directly what were our common misconceptions about Islam or Muslim women. So we actually have been kind of incorporating that. So if you want to ask any questions to us, what do you think? Any like you know, what are some common misconceptions you've thought about, or or you know, whatever you may think, um, we open up the floor to anything you wanted to talk about as well. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, like, if you guys like miss if you have any like thoughts on that, like the misconceptions. One of mine I can say is 
how Muslim women are treated. A lot of right. people, it's funny when they say, like, you forced her to wear this. I'm like, bro, I, I, I met her like this. She's been wearing this. <laughs> like, what? I came into this, you know? Like, <laughs> and it just makes so me laugh when people think that he forced me. It's like, right, right. The most docile, loving person in the world. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> right, I did that, right? No, I think, I think, um, I think there is a lot of misconceptions and I think that, you know, this is something, this is a big time for women. Uh, this is a big time for just like, there's a lot of big stuff coming up, you know, and I think, you know, even with Kamala Harris or um, uh, there was another, uh, I forgot her, the young lady's name, but there's a lot of different seats on Senate that are actually being occupied that I saw someone on NCS, is it NCIS? One of these like cop shows and she had a jab and she was shooting people. And I was like, this is great. I was like, I love this girl. I'll show you the show. I forgot what it was, but she's like a reoccurring character. She wears her job all the time, but she's badass, you know? So it's like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, pre um, misconceptions about it. And I think, um, I think naturally people are gonna just, just cause of sometimes how patriarchal some of the religions are, they're gonna say that you've done a lot of this stuff. But I think what has definitely been shown throughout this episode is the fact that um woman power <laughs> will make you do much of anything and because of her steadfastness with religion because of her openness to allowing you to be who you were we're here you know and so just kudos to you Mabina, and just, just being dope and all that stuff so um i don't i actually didn't know um what age um you're supposed to wear the job um i didn't know um the process of getting married uh like a Nika wedding and you know the henna and the tattoos and stuff. I hadn't I didn't know much about that at the time. Um, I guess the other aspect is um, just not being able to see your wife for that year. That was that was a big one for me. I didn't even realize you're like we were dating, we're cool, living this pseudo Christian dating life, <laughs> and then it's like oh yeah, like I'm ready to take this serious. You're like great, I won't be seeing you for a year. You know, <laughs> but I think that that's so I think that's so dope that so. Thanks for letting me know that information. What about you, Caleb? Yeah, I, and I, I said this before, and I feel like it's it's not necessarily misconceptions for me, but mainly just understanding. And, and I think that's the biggest thing, just understanding this different culture, something that is something that I'm not familiar with, something that I don't know much about, something that I don't see every day, um, just knowing more about it. And having that, as I told you guys before the show, that lens, you know, gaining that lens of identity and learning something new. And, and that for me, I, I I think the question was amazing. Um, a great question about misconceptions. But for me, it was more just simply beyond the misconceptions and simply just understanding, uh, understanding um, what Islam is and, and what it means to be Muslim and and just talking just sitting here and talking to you two and being able to hear your experiences not only with meeting each other and and with um converting and and everything just hearing about it it makes any thought that i might have had that could have been a misconception just go out the window because i'm just understanding it and and i'm simply just allowing myself to to learn and i think that's the biggest thing with with any culture that we any religion anything that you're you're trying to maybe immerse yourself in or simply or simply learn is you have to respect the fact that you probably don't know a whole lot about it and so instead of you know 
trying to think one thing about it and, and these misconceptions, um, simply just try to learn and, and hopefully understand it better. I think that's all you can do. Yeah, hope, hopefully we're not like tiring you guys out. <laughs> we have reached our hour mark. I have, I have two more significant questions. Um, I wanted to throw up your mom because that's another super queen right there. She has a comment down there, Caleb, that you can throw up really quickly. And I, I'll, I'll juxtapose that with um, yeah. our question. So what do you feel, um, what do you feel, and I, and I guess your answer on your side, what does it mean for you to be a Muslim woman? Very big I question. It's a really hard question to like fit into a few words, but I would. I say agree. Yeah, no, you don't have to. You don't have to make it short. We have plenty of time. For me, as a Muslim woman, I kind of had to discover what a Muslim woman even is. Because okay. growing up, I saw the way women were treated in my culture, and that's what I thought a Muslim woman is. But mm. researching Islam more finding out more about like all the rights that women actually have in Islam. And then, you know, coming to terms with like, you know, how much rights I have, I feel like I now know what a Muslim woman is. And I, I would say like the word queen describes her perfectly. Indeed. Because yeah. she is the queen of the house, literally. The way that a Muslim woman is treated with so much respect, like the, the amount of respect that you're supposed to give women is unbelievable in Islam. And that's if people actually knew what a woman in Islam is, not the woman in a culture, the woman in Islam, because mm. she is a queen. Right. I mean, right. I have the right to so many things. I have the right to my husband's money. <laughs> so whatever she I earn, it's also mine. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because you laughed before he did, and it was just like it was very funny. <laughs> no, it's, 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 this is a concept that he had to get used to because he didn't know about this part. This was actually okay. this was actually a thing that I hated about Islam because I couldn't differentiate <laughs> between culture and religion because I'm like, why in some places are women forced to wear this? Yeah. Why are they forced to stay at home and what mm. a man does and everything, right? Yeah. But there's a difference between culture and religion. If you follow the religion properly, women, like you say, you can you can work or not work. The money is, you know, yours and yeah. I don't have any right to that. That's your money. And on top right. of that, we practically have a right over everything. Like we have the choice over everything, whether we want to cover ourselves, although it's part of Islam, we choose to do what we're doing. And it's not something that should be forced upon us because this is something that has to do with our connection to God. So if somebody's forcing us to do something, mm -hmm. then that connection is kind of like, you know, ruined in some ways. Like it's not a between me and God. It would be a connection between me and this person who's forcing me. Right. God, you know, and like the most beautiful part is like, I have so much freedom in the things I do and people don't know, but I have so much freedom at home in like the way I do stuff. Like, you know, a man, um, although people think that women in Islam are the ones that are in the kitchen, that's not true. For example, that's horrible. Peace be upon him. He used to do stuff in the kitchen all the time. He wouldn't tell his wife's food. He would cook for himself. He would clean, you know, all these things that, you know, women are typically seen as doing. So, you know, it's not something that only women do in Islam. Right. We have, we have all of the rights. Like a mother's status in Islam is so high too. It's three times higher than a father's status. So honestly, wow. like, I feel like Islam just gives us so many rights and people just don't know. Yeah. Right. 
thanks for letting us know. And I, I think um, the other shout out for the Queens is, um, I forget her name, but you know Islam a lot better. Uh, when Prophet Muhammad uh, actually looked to take a wife, she actually had all the finances. I forgot yeah. her name. Um, yeah. He was a business well, leader. Exactly. She, she actually proposed to him. She proposed to him. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's, it's, a, it's a new time. It's a new awakening for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm happy about all the things you just shared. Um, I think we kind of touched on being a Muslim man or, or, or whatever, but if you do want to add some stuff to that, you can. Or like how you've kind of defined your idea of Muslim man as opposed to cultural Muslim man, you know? If you can't answer, that's fine too. Like, cause it's whatever. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I think that that's something that I, I, I've struggled with. Uh, once I understood Islam, I didn't struggle with that in terms of my own personal identity. But mm -hmm. you know, we used to have it was like a collective thing that my family. We used to think like if we saw a guy walking, like my family would say that guy's a jerk for make, forcing her to cover her face, and we weren't shy about it either. That's just the way we felt. Right. So and. Yeah. But. Well, when we would see, like, in our defense, when we would see people, like, you know, like, walking by, we wouldn't really have any thoughts. <laughs> We'd just be like, <laughs> people walking by. So it's, exactly. it's, it's interesting how people see us versus how we see them. It's right. How's that been? I, I guess we didn't even touch on that. I guess the interracial thing. I mean, I knew in Canada, I didn't think it would be as bad, but I'm curious. Do people just ever look at you? In a weird way, or they're like, I, I, I can see the difference because I came from both sides. So although I go like, you know, I still look pretty, like pretty similar. Now, like people, I guess, like with my hat, my beard, everything, people can kind of tell I'm a Muslim now. There definitely are like some people stare, especially depending on where you go. So we're mm -hmm. be aware of that. I think that's something my family was trying to encourage me. Look, everyone's gonna hate you now. You converted. You know, you're gonna get fired from your job. You're gonna get this and that. Um, because, you know, this, the whole thing is like media portraying the image that people hate Muslims. So we're aware that mm -hmm. it's people there, but, you know, we also live in an area where there are some Muslims as well. So it is accepting. Right. Um, yeah. So. To be honest, guys, though, like I have been on both sides as well. I started both my scarf and the niqab, the face veil at the same time. So I transitioned from having neither of these two <laughs> to having these two. And wow. the problem with me is I just never notice people. So I've never yeah. noticed that people stare at me because if they do, the other person that's next to me would tell me, oh, you know that person who was staring at you? And I'd be like, when? When? <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> For me, okay. I, I'm the type of person that goes from A to B. That's it. If there's like some C or D or F in the middle, like I won't notice them. Right, right. <laughs> well, good thing you got noticed, Mehdi. <laughs> <laughs> he was on her path, man. That's awesome. No, he came inside. <laughs> he wasn't on my path. <laughs> he literally like hijacked it. That's what I would say. Good job, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I mean, I, I guess my only other note before I, I guess we let everyone go and stuff. I just had you, you mentioned about the beard. That's the one thing I don't know. That's my misconception. What is what is the deal with um, men and their beards? As far as Islam is concerned, Our, all the prophets had a beard. Our Prophet Wasallam, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon mm -hmm. him, kept a beard. We just believe it's natural for men to grow a beard. It's part of right. our identity. He also wore, uh, covered his head as well. So it just has to do with our identity, identity physical identity. Between right. Ourselves, like men can grow a beard, women don't. So. Yeah. So this is how I would say, like, a woman has her hijab, 
and a man has his hijab. It's like my hijab. And yeah. this is right. the man's hijab. Well, great, great one that you grew there. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, this has been awesome, man. This has been super awesome. Caleb, any more questions, man? Oh, um, you know, I had a whole list of questions. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as, uh, yeah, I, I think one last question that I do have, and um, you, you can you can take this into a um i think my headphone died um <laughs> you can take this into a overall um reflection of identity question but also um just simply with is he frozen kill <laughs> he's frozen he's totally frozen i can't even i don't know what he was gonna ask but uh guess we'll just wait for him he'll be back there you are can you hear us i can't hear you uh um anyways let's continue um <laughs> Uh, so as I work out the malfunction that I just had, um, well, really the question I, I'm curious about is with, um, some media and, and with having to, um, well, not having to, but creating a new account and everything, how has this kind of affected your identity? How has this allowed for you to portray who you are even more just on a more public level? Mm. Honestly, we didn't have much expectation. Yeah. Our our goal is like even if we can just reach out to one person and and yeah, like we want to make like for example, my wife covers her face, right? There's some well, there's so many messages we get of people saying, oh, I want to convert to Islam, my family's gonna kick me out, or they won't let wow. me face. Yeah. It's it's something a lot of even so, like relationship questions, like I like this person, but my family yes. won't let me be with this person. So like that's crazy. Yeah. See that side of the world that we were unaware of before, that there are so many people in the world that are going through this stuff. It just opens our eyes to like a different way of seeing things, you know, like it gave us yeah. a different perspective and it made us feel like more, you know, in sync with who we are in ways. And it's just been awesome because like recently I made a friend online. He's from my country, Portugal. Shout out to Muhammad Yusuf. He's a recent <laughs> convert. And he's like, Portugal is all like Catholic. So he's like the only one converting to Islam. And like, mm. it, it's just amazing. Like he's a young kid, but like we're, we, we're able to, you know, show people like what Islam is about. And, you know, people message us and we're able to like interact with them. It's just been an amazing experience for us. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess we just throw those last comments out, man, and close out. Can you hear us, Caleb? Yeah, I'm having okay. to use my computer audio. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. My Wi-Fi literally just cut out, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> Would you guys have, excuse me? My light just keeps going out. Because our video, um, our laptop is about to die, so I'm just going to bring you yeah. one second. Yeah, Sounds great. Yeah, we, we can start to... Uh, you can throw up some of those those comments. We had a lot of comments today. Awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. What do we have here? Oh, this one's uh, to me. 
borrow Louis rag to dry your tears because I said I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> and this is adorable. And I'm not crying. You're crying. And in fact, you're <laughs> crying. So. <laughs> um, I think someone asked, uh, have you taken a voyage to Mecca? Yeah. Oh. Not, do you plan to? We haven't gone. My wife has gone. She can probably speak about her journey going to mm -hmm. have her pilgrimage. I haven't had the opportunity yet. Inshallah, hopefully someday I will be able to go. But um, yeah, my wife can share more about her journey. Awesome. One of like the five pillars of Islam, it's really important to be able to go on that pilgrimage. Um, it's just, you know, coronavirus, everything. Right. It it's fun. Did you, did you actually get a chance to see everyone walk by? I think they did it recently. It was like a big opening since 2020 and like they, everyone had to be six feet apart. Yeah, it was very weird. It was yeah, very weird. Yeah, like, the whole regulations they had there, but you can watch it online. Yeah, I saw it online. Yeah, I did. It was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. I thought Hajj was really interesting because the year I went for the pilgrimage is the year I started the face veil. So I think it's safe to say I was extremely scared because I never traveled anywhere with that with my veil, especially not on a plane, which had like mm. a long And a lot of people ask me, like, you know, do you sleep with this on? On a plane, I kind of have to. <laughs> I have no choice. But yeah, it was very, I wouldn't say it was uncomfortable. It was just very interesting seeing people around me on a plane with my face all covered up because I wasn't mm. used to that. I wasn't used to like um, a lot of things when I went for Hajj actually with the face veil. It was it was definitely an experience and seeing so many people there and so many Muslims. I felt so depressed when I came back because I felt like I was at home almost. Yeah. Wow, I see. Yeah. Okay. Because everyone was doing the same thing. They were all worshiping. And it was right. just so beautiful because we weren't connecting as people there. We were connecting as Muslims there because right. our one goal there was to worship. That's what we were there for. So we were all just focused on our own spiritual selves. We were all focused on our connection with God. And it was just so beautiful because I thought, you know, I wish that was everywhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We have to find our communities. And I think that what's, what's cool about what you're doing and, and just being where you are in Toronto you're creating your community. And I think that's what matters too. And it's gonna be a lot of different walks of life and it's gonna be a lot of people that come to you for that. So you're, you're gonna, you're creating that space of home for other people, definitely you know, digitally and you know, so many other ways. So yeah. But it's, I feel it's, like it's not just with like Muslims, I feel like even with non-Muslims, I connect I agree. a lot with them, especially now on social media, seeing how accepting they are and seeing how loving they are, it's just, mind-blowing like wow you guys actually want to learn about islam that's beautiful and it's not just that we learn about other beliefs as well yeah it's extremely important for us to be able to respect others and learn about their beliefs too so i i love learning about when people actually come to uh or chat with us i like learning about their uh religions as well i'm actually talking to a jewish girl on instagram and she wow. talks a lot about the jewish faith and it's amazing how similar we are because we, we relate so much on so many things, especially like our modest wear. And mm -hmm. she tells me like how she feels so much more empowered, so much more free with her modest wear in Judaism. And that's beautiful to me because like we're two right. different religions, but you know, our connection to God is similar. For sure. Yes, yes. We're finding those similarities more and more for sure. Definitely check out our earlier episode too. We have uh, we had some two uh, very funny Jewish brothers who are very funny. Um, I, I, I actually the said kind of, earlier uh, podcast, by the way. 
Oh, which one? I was on it. The one with Ninja Mommy? You know Ninja Mommy. <laughs> yes. No way. Yes. We had her. I was there. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's my friend. Wow. Really? <laughs> That's so cool. She actually was our first um, first guest for the On Religion series um, at the beginning of November. She started this whole like forever thing. Forever yeah. ago now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she yeah. was she was so much fun. And she's the one who actually came up with the uh, – with the, the, the misconception yeah. question, um, yeah, that that was, um, yeah, that that was that was a great great episode. That's so cool, you know, small world, right? Small world. Wow. <laughs> getting big, man. We're getting big. <laughs> Spreading out all the way to Ireland. Shout out to that one fan in Ireland. We still Woo! have no idea who he is, but or she. Sorry, might be a she. What? So I, I actually had a question for you guys too. Yeah. Sure. How did you find us? Like, did you find us on TikTok or like? I believe that was the route, right? It was TikTok, right? Do you want me to answer that question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think it was. <laughs> so, so that's a great question. So, um, our our talent scout that we have, who helps help the uh, shout team, out, yeah, <laughs> Lily. She's amazing, truly amazing. She's the one who originally emailed you, and yeah. uh, he. Um, helps me find who we can have on the show with with our different uh, monthly topics that we have and, and everything. And so she did the research and she found um, you guys because of your TikTok. And I, I believe that she um, either has friends that recommended your TikTok or at least was is a follower of your TikTok. And so that allowed her to then reach out. And um, well, she asked me, she gave me a whole list of people um, who I thought would be great to reach out to. And I, I looked into you a little bit and I thought that you would be great to have on the show. And there you go. A mix of TikTok and just being awesome. And we had no idea you were actually watching the podcast already. So go yep. figure. I did. Yeah. I watched yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is going to be a good episode, too. People would definitely take a look at this one, too. Definitely. You have to let her know you were on for sure. <laughs> I'm just curious, have you guys like had like like more? I know we're Canadian, but have you had people in like Europe or Asia, like other Africa, on the podcast yet? Like more international. We had um, Fabiana, who She's is from a Italy. fashion stylist, and oh, she oh. is actually from Italy. She's Italian, um, but she has since moved to the U.S. And she lived in New York for a long time. And then just like okay. a couple months ago, she moved to Los Angeles. Um, so she's now on the West Coast. But yeah, we had um, we had Fabiana and we've had a few others that maybe have been born outside of the United States and, and then moved to the United States. I think you are our first guest that is actually located outside of the United States. And like when we have the the actual show, I think everyone else, well, besides, um, uh, and he actually commented on the the show today, but Dreamcast McFly, who, who's a, a, a good pal of ours, and um, he is has been on the show before. He was one of our first guests on the show. And he actually is from the US, but he was in Puerto Rico when he did his uh, guest spot because he was filming a music video, which was pretty cool. That was a fun show. Um, <laughs> uh, that was a, a lot of fun stuff there. And it was still the US, was, technically, but whatever. Still US, yeah. But he was, um, he was outside, and so you got to hear like the atmosphere around him, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you got to you got to hear um, all the 
the different people walking up and down the street and everything. So it's kind of hard to hear them at times, but <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, if, if you're listening to Dreamcast, hey man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you were you two are definitely the first guests that are outside of the U.S. That's pretty cool. Besides yeah. the <laughs> where, where, where was she? She's also she from Toronto. She's from Toronto too. Ah, <laughs> right, yeah. well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, but we didn't have her own video, I think, that day. We were just I, I know. I was like, okay, so she's not on video. I thought like, we were going to watch yeah. Yeah, because we, we thought we were going to see her on video, too. But mm-hmm. I think there was some technical difficulty that day. Yeah. That yeah. yeah, on my Sorry. side, too. I wasn't able to show I mean, I wasn't able to show my face for some reason. I don't know what the deal was. but you were coming it was, back. It was, it was, We'll bring her back on. In fact, I mean, whenever we kind of, like, rehash some of this we would love to have both of you on we've never yeah. had two guests so that would be, be kind of cool, cool. <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, think about that and and at, once we wrap up the show and everything if you want to stick around real quick we'll, we'll talk about something that is in the works um <laughs> but i think i think that's a a pretty good stopping point what do you guys think pretty good yeah sure yeah sure <laughs> I mean, if we want to keep going, I, I right. If you have more stuff to say, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe. Like usually by this hour mark, I'm just like, I've learned so much. I don't even really want to bother you with so many more questions. But yeah, I think, I think we've kind of come full circle for a lot of different things. I mean, you've identified specifically what it's like to just be Muslim. You've identified what it, what it's like to grow up, to go to, to university, to you know, to date, to kind of get out of sight of yourself, learn how to talk to someone. And also just the the resilience that Nettie has um, with you and just like going through religion. It's a, it's a good way. I mean, it's a good way to think about it because there's a lot of people like even your family believe that would have dropped out a long time ago. So um, definitely kudos to him for that. But um, yeah, and I mean, definitely the TikToks are funny. So I'm definitely going <laughs> to go back and look at those for sure. Awesome. So yeah. yeah, that's my last notes for sure. <laughs> well, that's great. And don't forget to like Medina TV on Instagram or follow on Instagram, like on Facebook, and also check out their TikTok page at Medina TV as well. And uh, your YouTube page by the same name, which is pretty cool. Subscribe to that. Yeah, um, it's, it's just easier it's, that way. You know, three different names. <laughs> it's, it's easier to have one one collective name, you know? I, agree. Than, I think that's also why we added the TV because Medina was taken. It is. Yeah, I think that's why. I figure, yeah, it would be. It was taken before, so we have to have TV. <laughs> as soon as you type that in, though, you guys are at the top. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it has a nice ring to it. Plus, yeah. it shows like you're you're all about media and the different platforms, the different mediums, and, and you're on Instagram and you're on YouTube and TikTok, and it's you know, it's just. I, guess I, <laughs> I forgot my other last question. So, are there any upcoming projects or um, other ventures? Maybe you making clothing or anything, anything that you may think of that we can shout out or maybe talk to, talk to us about? Right now, not in, like in terms of merch, there's nothing because okay. like we aren't, we are thinking of having merch in the future, just not right now in this stage. I feel yeah, like we need to grow a little bit more just yeah. so we can like focus on this more and then we can, you know, go outside of that and focus on other things. But we do have another YouTube video coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Nice. Well, there you go. Juicy relationship questions, asking the man juicy relationship Like, that girls are too afraid to ask. Oh, wow. (laughs) That should be fun. 
Definitely check that out tomorrow, um, yeah. everyone. Thank you. That should be awesome. <laughs> That's great. Well, I'll, I'll definitely be hitting the like button on all your social media pages and i will be checking out that video um once that's uploaded so that's pretty awesome well thank you so much you two for coming on to the show it's been such a fun time and i've been laughing so much that my face kind of hurts from laughing (laughs) (laughs) you know that feeling you're just sore yeah my jaws are sore um (laughs) well it's been it's been a lot of fun um thank you so much uh mubina and uh, Isa, because I know you said you'd never been called Isa, so uh, changing it up. Um, <laughs> Finally, uh, there's a first for everything. So they, they, thanks for thank you both for coming on the show and, and for relaying your stories, for telling us um, your identities, for being so honest and just being truthful and really being. Um, so down to earth. I I'm completely serious. When I was so touched with watching you two, like I I I cannot express enough. Like I was tearing up at different points throughout the show because I I look at you two and you can just tell when you talk that like there's this real love, this bond that cannot be broken. That it is just so deep and so so raw and, and large. It's un it's unbelievable. It's undeniable. I should say. And um, I, I really admire that. I really admire that um, on a platonic and a romantic level. I think it's something that um, I think we all. Wait, what? Like, you know, that you're not romantic. And then he's like, why don't you look at our comments? You can see for yourself. That's so funny. No, no. We're just bothering you, Caleb. We're just bothering you. You do your thing. It's do your thing. It's fine. I'll leave my rant, you know? Hopefully, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for just both of you for being amazing. And, and of course, for Tyreek, my lovely co host. I'm going to get a shirt. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I went with the the dark the pineapples today. Oh yeah, we didn't tell her the fun, we didn't tell them the fun fact. So yeah, I mean all of our all of our people know, but Caleb has tons of Hawaiian shirts. So thirty four. Thirty four. He's he's worn a different one every episode. I've got I've got pineapples on today. It's kind of hard to see because of the light. But I see. Okay. yeah, I they're, they're just pineapples, and they're kind of faded. So it's cool. It's it's like kind it. of that cool hipster vibe that I don't. <laughs> best, but <laughs> well, you want some? I have so many. <laughs> I feel like I feel like eventually we will start selling merch selling. with with Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, that would be great. I'm not mad at that. We'll talk about that. We'll definitely we'll talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. But thank you, thank you again for coming on to the show and for talking and again if you want to stick around real quick we'll talk about a few things as we wrap up yeah. um but uh thanks again and thank you all of our viewers all of our listeners as always for tuning in to the identity podcast brought to you by find your id nyc this has been a re- religious awakening featuring uh 
Isa and Mubina, and, and of course, hosted by yours truly, Caleb, and my fellow, fellow lovely co-host, Tyreek. It's been an honor to talk about everything that we discussed this evening, to learn more about Islam, and, and just to, to be able to get to know two people that are truly just incredible, and to know your identities, and to have another lens to add to every day, and to be able to, to really just live live life to the fullest so thank you for that it's been an honor and uh, don't forget to like us on facebook at find your id nyc to go and follow us on instagram by the same name and subscribe to our youtube page at the x shows and you can check out the identity podcast on apple pandora amazon google podcast spotify all the podcast apps we're on them and down below. Uh, <laughs> and our next show next week, as always, every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out the uh, On Religion series continuing throughout, well, looks like the rest of 2020, possibly even into 2021 uh, to start off. We'll see. Um, but definitely very, very big, big series that we've been continuing. It's been so much fun, such an honor. But next week we have Ali Silverberg, and she actually started up the page um, Jewish Girl Problems, which is pretty cool. Um, which is like a TikTok and Instagram page, which is really awesome. And so I'm excited to talk about that and to have a little bit, um, a little bit different perspective on things as well, especially uh, Judaism um, via uh, as far as female goes. So that, that's really uh, for as a woman, a woman. So that's really awesome. Um, but. Again, thank you, listeners, viewers, as always, for tuning in to the Identity Podcast right here on Facebook by Find Your ID NYC. Um, that's all I have. End of rant. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next week. See you guys. <laughs>